Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Moment Podcast with me, Pastor Nick Farr. I'm the online campus pastor for Pantano Christian Church, and I'm recording from Tucson, Arizona. Mindful Moments are designed to help all of us slow down and spend some time with Jesus. Listen, I get it. Life is busy, our minds are busy, and the devil's biggest tool is distraction. Join me as we intentionally choose to take captive these next moments and refocus ourselves on Jesus. Today's mindful moment is from Galatians 2, 11 through 16. Today's verses will be read from the Passion Translation of the Bible. I'm used to the NIV, but it's nice to mix it up every once in a while, and that's okay. Let's pick up today with Paul's writings in Galatians 2, verses 11 through 16. But when Peter visited Antioch, he began to mislead the believers and caused them to stumble over his behavior. So I had to confront him to his face over what he was doing. He enjoyed being with the non-Jewish believers who didn't keep the Jewish customs, eating his meals with them up until the time the Jewish friends of James arrived from Jerusalem. When he saw them, he withdrew from his non-Jewish friends and separated himself from them acting like an Orthodox Jew, fearing how it would look to them if he ate with the non-Jewish believers. And so because of Peter's hypocrisy, many other Jewish believers followed suit, refusing to eat with non-Jewish believers. Even Barnabas was led astray by their poor example and condoned this legalistic, hypocritical behavior. So when I realized they were acting inconsistently with the revelation of grace, I confronted Peter in front of everyone. You were born a Jew, and yet you've chosen to disregard Jewish regulations and live like a Gentile. Why then do you force those who are not Jews to conform to the regulations of Judaism? Again, that's from Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 14 in the Passion Translation. This passage finds us right in the middle of a tense situation. Paul is giving Peter a little bit of straight talk. I mean, if we're going to be serious here, Paul is given a talking to Peter. Now, the backstory is again about the issues of circumcision for the Gentiles. The issue being addressed here is about circumcision, but if you look below the surface, if you scratch it just a little bit, the real problem Paul is addressing is this. How much of the Jewish faith did non-Jews who have placed their faith in Jesus need to follow? What of the Jewish faith did new Christians have to hold and revere and follow? Where was that line at? That's what they're really talking about here. And one could say that the Jewish Christians were afraid that the Old Testament ways were being replaced with the new ways. What some might think would be an issue to quickly compromise and move on. I mean, what, are we just talking about circumcision here? It is a big deal. But what one might think Paul would compromise on and move on and and get with the business of planting the church, because, I mean, let's be serious here. I mean, they had the whole world to tell about Jesus. Paul didn't. He didn't see it as something to compromise about. He could have come to some sort of agreement with the branch of believers promoting circumcision for all men, but he didn't. You see, this was a turning point in the early church. What Paul decided to do here would radically alter Christianity forever. 
Would Christian men have to be circumcised and follow Jewish law and regulations, or would the gospel of Jesus govern their future? Paul didn't compromise, and he fought for the freedom from the law for Christian believers. In this conflict with Peter is where I want to camp out today. Again, Paul and Peter are having a really strong conversation. Paul says to him, You were born a Jew, and yet you've chosen to disregard Jewish regulations and live like a Gentile. Why then do you force those who are not Jews to conform to the regulations of Judaism? Wow, did you catch that? Paul just called Peter out for teaching one thing and acting like another. This is not integrity. This is not the way that believers are supposed to act. We're not supposed to say one thing and then do another, and Paul isn't having it. And Paul is calling Peter out for this. Now, Peter is an ardent supporter of Jewish laws, and he's a follower of Jesus. And he was a follower of Jesus in his teachings as well. But he was in the camp where new Gentile believers needed to follow the old ways. And in this instance, that meant circumcision. But in private, Peter was giving up those beliefs and living pretty carefree from those regulations. Except for when his friends came into town and then he shipped up and and got rid of his new friends and, and pretended like nothing had ever happened. So my question's this. Do we want others to live with our own version of Jewish regulations? Do we want others to live with our own modern-day Christian regulations, all the while bending the quote-unquote rules for ourselves? Or do we want to be like Paul here and embrace the freedom that Jesus provides? I mean, they call this good news, don't they? Jesus provides that freedom. Which one do we want? When we follow Jesus... We don't have to Google all the Jewish logs and regulations. If you raise your hand and you accept Christ, if you go forward and you talk to the pastor, if you're with your friend and you say a prayer, however you accept Christ, you don't then just pull up your phone and Google all the Jewish laws and regulations and then begin following them. No, that's not how it turned out. And this is why Paul changed the church forever here. You know, but that hasn't stopped us from creating some of our own regulations and laws. Maybe they're unspoken. We've got rules for the type of clothes that you're allowed to wear, the cars that you're allowed to drive. I mean, let's talk about pastors for a moment. A pastor can drive a nice car, but not a really nice car. Because, you know, we have an image to maintain. Maybe it's the TV shows we watch, or the music that we listen to. Or we replace cuss words with cleaner versions, But in reality, we mean the same exact thing. And when we meet someone who isn't a believer yet, or is a brand new Christian, sometimes we're really quick to expect instant change. We want them to act just like ideally we think a Christian should act. We instead put them under this yoke of Christian slavery with all of our brand new rules and regulations and laws, and we bend it for ourselves. We want them to instantly be able to leave all those things behind and behave just like we should be behaving. But are we like Peter here? Again, are we introducing a yoke of Christian slavery on our brothers and sisters by crafting our own modern-day Jewish regulations and giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt? 
Do we judge others and, and then lift up our hands and embrace the grace of Jesus for ourselves? Paul has this to say about all of these ways we try to earn favor with God. Verses 15 and 16 goes on to say, Although we're Jews by birth and not non-Jewish, quote, sinners, we know full well that we don't receive God's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law. Let me say this again. We know full well that we don't receive God's perfect righteousness as a reward for what? Keeping the law, but by the faith of Jesus, the Messiah. His faithfulness, not ours, has saved us. And we have received God's perfect righteousness. Now we know that God accepts no one by the keeping of religious laws. Galatians 2, 15 and 16. Our faith in Jesus saves us. Nothing else. His faithfulness, not ours, saves us. Nothing else. Now, this isn't a ticket to throw caution to the wind and do whatever you want to do and live a wild life and not give a second thought to Jesus after you accepting. Instead of embracing the true gift of God as a means to create rules and regulations that are just brand new for us to follow, instead, it means when we accept the true gift of God, the, the true gift of good news that Jesus brings that we change, not because we have to, because of a new regulation, but because we're loved so well by the one who paid the price for our freedom. Father, give us wisdom to see our own areas of rituals and regulations. Help us to look inward and to truly see with fresh eyes the freedom you provide. Help us to fully understand that our faith alone in you, Jesus, saves us. That your faithfulness and not ours saves us. Help us to fully comprehend this today. And Holy Spirit, would you help us to keep this in our mind and would you write it on our hearts? Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Again, my name is Pastor Nick Farr, and I'm the online campus pastor for Pantano Christian Church. I would love for you to join us this Sunday, wherever you're from in the world, as we broadcast from our East Campus location. We're going to be live at 9, 11, and 1 p.m. Arizona time. You can check those times in your local time zone if you visit www.pantano.online. That is pantano.online, P-A-N-T-A-N-O dot online, and you can get our service times in your local time zone. We'll be live. We'll have chat hosts there. We're going to have great music and an awesome message that is relevant to today's world. I would love to see you there. Have a great day.